Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I know the show is starting, but I am super hungry. Oh, I just had a good... I know, well... Why don't... I, I have a lot of delicious granola Well, you know, options. I had a snack earlier, but it just... It's the only thing I've eaten today. So a snack really doesn't do it if it's like the only thing you've eaten. But I saw that you were having your usual blueberry and yogurt. Yeah. That's be. not really a snack, is it? That's like no, a it's meal. No, it's a meal. That's a meal. Yeah. That's my lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Blue, but fresh blueberries, plain yogurt, plain Greek yogurt, and granola. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. It's not really my cup of tea. Yeah. But I, 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 I know that you... It's but, not a lot of people's cup of tea. I get it. I had some peanuts. Oh, I bought those peanuts. Oh. The kind that... The, spicy. Are they, yes. Are they, sweet and spicy. Sweet and spicy. Planters. Man, are they good. They are excellent. They so I ate a chunk so of those, but it's not like, you some know... Some protein. It didn't fill me up or it no, didn't even, it like, didn't. you know, tie me over. I had, I had some peanut butter granola today. Mm. It was all right. Just all right. I mean, I, I, it, it could be a little more flavorful. Mm-hmm. Well, it's peanut buttery. But it's not all that peanut buttery. You, that was my problem. Really? Oh, okay. You eat the chocolate granola. I like the the uh, coffee granola. Coffee, and you don't even drink coffee. No, really. But the coffee granola is really good. It's really good. How are you eating the granola? Uh, on top I put of the it on top of the yogurt. Yeah, with the blueberries. Uh huh. Okay, that's just it's kind of like a a cementer. It holds it all together. Hmm? I mean, plain yogurt, plain Greek yogurt is pretty tough. Mm-hmm. So I need a little bit of something of to do. make yeah, it yeah. work for me. Why won't you do like you know regular you know just. Pineapple yogurt or Because it's a lot. Too much sugar. There's, right. This has no sugar in it. Mm-hmm. And it has a lot of protein. Mm-hmm. So I add all the sugar by putting the granola on top. Is there a lot of sugar there? In granola? Mm-hmm. Yes, there is. There a little sugar? Yeah. It's, right. it's marketed like a health food. But it's not? Not really. It's more like candy. It's a lot like candy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that. If you like on. took an oatmeal cookie yeah. and like kind of like broke it up, it's similar to that, I think. <laughs> Very nice. We made a late night uh, Costco run yesterday. Really? <laughs> That is not good. No, especially when you're hungry. No, don't did you, you get some of that salsa? Uh, I did. Did the you gourmet? Uh, yeah, salsa. yeah. In, in a jar. I really like that. Sorry, I didn't bite you. That's no, okay. I think about it. Just next time you're there. All right, mm-hmm. but I did buy some chocolate coconut cookies, dark chocolate coconut cookies. Man, that was good. That's who's very the good. first person that combined those two? Because what a brilliant it's move! Genius, right? Dark chocolate and coconut <gasps> and a little cookie. Very nice. I love yeah, it's bad news it. to go to Costco late at night. You really shouldn't. Not good. You really shouldn't. Coming up on today's program in the five o'clock hour, mm-hmm. how do you envision the Holy Spirit? Hmm. As a curly haired boy. <laughs> mm. Well, there's there's one uh, saint of the uh, of the churches in the middle of the church in the Middle Ages who says she had a vision of the Holy Spirit that looked kind of like a little boy. And with people jumped on board. Kind of like blonde household hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and people were all mad about it. That's talk not what the Holy that. Spirit looks like. Anyway, but does the Holy Spirit look like anything? Okay, we'll talk about it at 5 o'clock. Um, 5.35, why it's okay to hit the snooze. Hmm. Do you, are you a fan? I've never, ever gotten up without a snooze in oh. my entire really? life. I despise the snooze. I, I despise it. I can, The thought of Mm-mm. waking up no. and instantly sitting up to get out of bed no. makes me sick. That's what I do. The... Wh- in the rare time where I've been like really tired and I have to rely on that five minute or whatever that snooze time is, is like purgatory. 
Why don't you it's just like, roll over and say, oh, my gosh, for the next eight minutes, no. it's going to be so warm. Lexi, are you with me? My head's going. I'm so with you. Oh, my gosh. No, yes. that is not good. You're just like, oh, up. I have eight more minutes. No, no. Oh, it's going to be. Okay. I can feel like the hot flames licking at me, like, get up. It's time to go. It's not peaceful, the snooze. Oh, I think the snooze is peaceful. Really? The snooze is my best friend. Uh, me too. No, I really, I despise All it. All right. We'll talk about it mm-hmm. at uh, 535 today. Mm-hmm. Also, in the four o'clock hour, um, what does it look like to be a Christian who is nonviolent in this age today with what we see across our TV screens and computer screens? Is it possible to be a nonviolent Christian? Well, we are called to be nonviolent. Jesus himself was the prime example of nonviolence, right? I mean, they're chopping. But so, so war is wrong? Is all war wrong? No, there's something that's known as just war, which yeah. I believe is is good i mean peter's not non-violent people's ears no it's but there's a place and time for it is there (laughs) just don't play football okay (laughs) okay just saying right that's at 4 35 all right good and uh also does this make sense all right in the five o'clock i got a good one i think today do you Mm -hmm. what you have it already it just popped into my head rules it just popped into my head there it was. What, what am I going to say? No to it? Well, you're not supposed to think about it until 520. It just came upon me. Okay. There it was. All right. All right. Well, now I feel like I have to come up with something early. No pressure. I'm not, I'm not saying mine's no, like I, the be all and end all of like, it's gonna be, does it's like you're going to have like a really great, like, no, it doesn't make sense and I'm going to have nothing. No, I'm just saying it's there. I grabbed it. That's all, all right. I took. It's low hanging. All right. All right. Without further ado, let's look at the news of the day. Slow news day. Yeah, yeah. sure it is. Mm-hmm. Here's the top four at four. We're continuing to follow the news coming out of Washington about who the next Speaker of the House might be. I mean, heaven knows. Heaven knows. Good grief. You can't govern yourself, let alone govern the nation. For Thursday, October 19th, 2022. Number one, the U.N. and world leaders were pushing today to get immediate aid flowing into the Gaza Strip as the humanitarian crisis worsens. For two million Palestinians who are trying to flee Israeli airstrikes, they're struggling to find food, water and fuel. Uh, President Biden said early today the U.S. had secured a deal with Egypt and Israel to send 20 trucks of humanitarian aid into Gaza as soon as Friday. Tor Wenesland, and I, I might not be pronouncing that appropriately, but anyway, he's the U.N. Special Coordinator for Middle East Peace. He told the U.N. Security Council yesterday, John, quote, I fear we are at the brink of a deep and dangerous abyss mm. that could change the trajectory of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Earlier today, uh, the State Department has issued a rare worldwide caution bulletin warning U.S. citizens to exercise increased caution due to the potential for violence and increased tensions around the world. It's from today's Wall Street Journal. Number two, Sidney Powell, an attorney who was a key figure in former President Donald Trump's alleged efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 election, pled guilty to six misdemeanor counts after reaching an agreement with prosecutors in Fulton County, Georgia. In exchange for this, she was sentenced to six years on probation. She has to pay a $6,000 fine, uh, $2,700 in restitution to the state of Georgia. She also, and this is interesting, required to testify, quote, truthfully against any and all co-defendants in this matter. How about that? She's a wackadoodle. She is. She and 18 others, including Trump, charged by a grand jury in Fulton County in August. She initially faced seven charges and pled not guilty. Read more about that at CBS. Number three, 
A member of the International Atomic Energy Agency team visiting Fukushima for its first marine sampling since the Fukushima nuclear power plant started releasing treated radioactive wastewater into the sea, said today he does not expect any rise in radiation levels in the fish caught in regional seas. So the wastewater started going into the sea August 24th, so it's almost been two months. The release is expected to continue for decades. It's been strongly opposed by fishing groups, by neighboring countries, but the IAEA has re- has reviewed the safety of the wastewater release and concluded in July that if it's carried out as planned, it would have a negligible impact on the environment. Mm. They went and sampled six kinds of fish, John, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and uh, they picked fish that are known to have higher levels of radioactivity than other species due to the areas in which they uh, live. Yeah. And so we're going to wait about a week or so for results of that to okay, come back. Good. Read more about that at ABC News. And number four, former Pittsburgh Pirates manager Jim Leland, one of eight finalists on the Contemporary Era Committee ballot for managers, executives, and umpires, which considers candidates since 1980 for election into the National Baseball Hall of Fame. And that is your top four. Jimmy, four. get him in there. He belongs in the Hall of Fame. I love him so much. That, that was... It was kind of a, a little, like, there wasn't much of an ending there, no, Lex. It was, it was, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> that's what we got now with the new system. We're up um, against the clock. Well, that's sad. Right? Yeah, okay. That's, we can't go over, right? That's too bad. It's a tough master. Well, I wanted that little, like, you know, mm-hmm. exuberant push at the end. Not there. Okay. All right. We're coming up next with uh, brokenness. That's a <laughs> <Boy>. good subject. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Stick with Jeez. us. We got brokenness uh, on the calendar. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New New music. New music from Shane and Shane. You've already won. I believe from Phil Wickham. And parking lot from Cochran and Company. Pittsburgh's favorites and the best new music. 101.5 Word FM on the weekend. If you are 65 or older, you know this. Watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on health care costs is so frustrating. But here's something that could really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare 65+. Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for people with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. Plus, it's easy. You can use any Medicare-approved doctor and get 24-7 telehealth from the comfort of your home. And here's the thing. If you join before October 30th, you'll get your second month free and save even more. I'll give you the number here in a second. But just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. The deadline against October 30th. So now is a great time to call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Ruder Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner, Bob Bill, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Ruder. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412 Ruder 2 today. Hey, it's John Hall. 
Mike Lindell is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. But have you ever picked up a towel set because it's really soft in the store, but when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent and it doesn't dry you? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow Towels. The six-piece sets have 100% long-staple Sherpa cotton. It is a combed ring-spun cotton that makes the towel softer and more absorbent than ever. Towels that actually dry you. And right now, you can receive a six-pack set for only $29.98 with promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio podcast specials. To receive this amazing offer of only $29.98 on the six-piece set of MyPillow tiles, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio podcast specials and enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. That's MyPillow.com promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. These are rough times, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I, I think everybody thought, oh, once the pandemic's over, everything's going to yep. be all, uh-huh. you, know, you know, light and shiny. It's not. It's the no, opposite. It... Man. Amy Julia Becker's back. She's a regular guest on our show. We love Amy Julia. Uh, she's written several most excellent books. But today, she's here today to talk to us about brokenness. Amy Julia, it's a very timely topic. Thanks for coming along. Thanks for having me. It's always great to be with you. Okay, so let me start off. Uh, we were just talking about uh, what's going on in Israel and the Gaza Strip. And mm. um, talk about brokenness. I mean, it's just broken. Uh, there's brokenness and incredible suffering on all sides. And um, so uh, that is not immediately impacting me. Um, I don't know anybody Mm -hmm. there, Um, but existentially it is absolutely impacting me. I think about it all the time. Um, And so I'm wondering what we do, like, is there a difference between brokenness that's, that is in our immediate vicinity and the kinds of stuff that we know about on the other side of the globe? Well, there is and there isn't, right? Exactly as you're saying, they're all connected to each other, both in the sense that we, as a kind of uh, humans and even in terms of our creation, we're all connected and it does all matter. And yet I do think sometimes we can um, almost ignore the brokenness that's in our own relationships if we are paying too much attention to the brokenness that's long um far away from Mm. us. So I do think they're connected, but I also think that we have different, I guess, realms of kind of responsibility to putting our attention towards the things that we, you know, have some ability to uh, maybe change or address. Yeah. So Amy, Julia, if you were talking to the, I would, I would think the large majority of Americans at one point or another and especially now, have fallen into despair. It's an easy thing to do, Mm. to despair, personally, nationally, internationally. I think a lot of people are deep in despair, yeah? Absolutely. I mean, I think we have the statistics to bear that out, that rates of loneliness and depression and anxiety and uh, suicide even are up um, really across the board and by all measures, and they've been rising um, for many years, even before the pandemic, which only, you know, made things harder. So I do think there are even like statistical measurements of despair within our culture. Okay, so we have a choice individually to either uh, to despair or not despair. 
Um, and mm-hmm. if we decide that despair isn't an option, or at least not an option that we're going to be in for a long period of time, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. Then what's next? Well, you know, I think many of us then turn, if uh, we're using kind of an analogy of brokenness, to trying to put ourselves back together. Yeah. And we think that our efforts will be able to do that. And those may be um, therapeutic efforts, which I actually think are often a good and necessary thing um, in terms of getting, whether that's, uh, you know, seeing a counselor or getting on some medication. But um, they also might be efforts by way of self-improvement in terms of a new exercise regime or making more money or achieving something, setting a goal and All of those things might have their place, um, but none of them are actually going to piece us back together because we find ourselves back in the same position of knowing that we are broken people and we live in a broken world and all of our efforts have not ever fixed it. We've got a lot of history and a lot of current reality to tell us that that doesn't work either. Hmm. But self-help is not a bad thing, is it? No, it's really not. I mean, again, all of those things that I just mentioned, whether it's, um, you know, for some people getting on a medication and for others, you know, getting a new workout program can be helpful. And yet they also can be ways of ignoring and denying some of the deeper pain that we experience and that we actually live out in and on other people. There's that saying, hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. And It's really true that when we have not actually taken a good hard look at the broken places in our lives, we tend to live out that brokenness in a way that harms others. Mm -hmm. Uh, Amy, this next one on your list is interesting to me um, because it seems like it's the path to wholeness. You call it be made new. Can you explain what it is? Yeah, so I was thinking a lot about like this literal image of a broken plate um, and realizing that, okay, you can throw the plate away, you can try to glue it back together, you can get a whole new plate, right? Like that seems like a really good um, way to deal with brokenness. And I thought about the ways that as a Christian, I have done that in the past where I've thought, you know what, instead of actually attending to the broken places, how about I just claim myself as a new creation in Christ? And again, there's some truth there, and I don't want to in any way deny the reality that God can make things new. And yet, there's also a way in which we can, if we just talk about being made new, deny the pain, ignore the harm, um, and really paper over or try to paper over um, some of the woundedness that we've experienced and that others have as well. When I think what God really wants for us is something deeper um, that really allows us to be healed in those places of brokenness and not just, again, kind of get rid of them or forget about them. So it's not denying it happened and it's not papering over it? Yeah, it's really not. It's actually bringing that brokenness to God and saying, I want to live in your loving, caring blessing, even in the midst of this brokenness. And there's an image that has been really helpful for me in all of this, which is the image of um, a Japanese art form called Kintsugi. We just talked about it last week on the air. Oh, you did? Yeah, we did. Perfect. Well, then, well, for anyone who didn't hear that, it's this um, practice of taking broken pieces of pottery and gluing them back together, but using um, gold as the adhesive. So it's like, first of all, you can see all of the broken places. So they're very much not ignored or denied, 
but they also have become beautiful and they've created something new, right? This, this new bowl or plate or cup or whatever we're talking about is not the same as the old one. So there's something new that is coming specifically out of those broken places. And I really think that's what God can do with us. That's what, if we look at the resurrected body of Jesus, where we can still see his scars, we see brokenness that has been healed, um, but that is still identifiable, that actually is part of what it means to know Christ, the risen Christ, is to know his scars and his places of wounding. So I think that when we allow God's love to piece us back together and to go into those deep places of brokenness and bring healing and blessedness even into those places, then we really know that we are fully received and accepted by God with all of the places that have needed forgiving and healing. And those, even those places can become beautiful and purposeful. Mm. That's the rub, though. How do you get to, you know you are broken, you surrender to God, but for a lot of people uh, coming back to God and going, I know that I'm loved, that's a hard climb, isn't it? It's a really hard climb. And yet, isn't it funny to um, think of how hard it is to believe the truth that we most deeply need to believe, which is that we are loved by God and that God exists in endless love Mm -hmm. for us and for um, our fellow humans. And I, you know, I've, I've may have said this actually to you all before. I don't know, but for me, it's helpful to remember that healing is not a line. It's not like a straight line or a climb up a mountain. It is a circular process where we come back to the same spot, but we're not quite the same as we were yeah. the last time we were there, and we keep kind of moving in a circular spiral upwards. Um, and I think the movements of healing are honesty, humility, and hope. So being honest about that pain, even when it resurfaces, you know, like a broken bone that aches again when the weather changes, right? It's been healed, and yet it's still aching again. To be honest about that pain, to ask God and others for help, because yes, God gives us direct access to him by his spirit. He also gives us each other. So we're honest about our pain. We're asking others for help. And we're living as people of hope who believe that, again, back to that believing in the love that God has for us. And if we can't believe it for ourselves, we ask other people to believe it for Mm -hmm. us. And that, I believe, is over time what the movements of healing look like. That's good. Yeah, I think uh, I think I agree with that, Amy Julia. And I feel like <laughs> for people who are out there listening, thinking, "Well, I I don't feel healed, and I I'm not even close to that process." I think mm. I like how you said it. It's circular. It's not like it's some kind of thing that you can. I've um, arrived. Yeah, that you've arrived. No. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, also, I feel like it does take at least. Maybe it's just for me. It takes a lot of work on my part mm-hmm. to get at the issues. Um, and don't you have to want it. Yeah, I think you really have to. I think you have to want it. And I think you have to work at it to get to a place where you uh, where some where you're where it can make sense. Well, and I think we want quick fixes. And yet. I also have felt as I've grown up in life that there are things that I kind of feel like God reveals about me and they've been there for so many years. And there's a part of me that's like, why didn't you show me that 20 years ago? And I realized because it would have broken me even further Mm -hmm. to see it. So there's a patience that God has with us, which I think is part of why it takes so long for us to heal 
is actually because God is being patient with us, not because he's refusing to heal us, but actually because, uh, you know, I mean, think about any time you've had a serious wound, like the healing takes time and the healing itself can be painful. And I think God's really careful not to cause too much pain along the way of our healing because sometimes we can't take it. Um, So there again is some measure of just faith and trust that the healing is happening and that we are being held by God through all of it. And that um, even our brokenness, the last thing I'll say on that is that it's, um, it's not unredeemable that God actually can use it, not just heal it, but actually use it for good in the lives of other people, even in our own lives, because we are being uh, transformed and shaped by it. Amen. Amy Julia Becker, uh... She's the author of several books. Her latest is called To Be Made Well, An Invitation to Wholeness, Healing, and Hope. Amy Julia, you always you always give us a little uh, mm-hmm. embrace of wisdom when you join us. Take, uh, take a second and talk about your podcast because uh, we know that you're out there on the airwaves as well. Oh, thanks so much. Yes, I have a podcast called Love is Stronger Than Fear. Uh, I only release every other week, so not nearly as <laughs> talkative as you all are. Um, <laughs> but it is a place for interviews with guests talking about a whole range of things. This month we've been looking at uh, Down syndrome awareness because I have a daughter with Down syndrome. And actually the next episode is with Kurt Thompson and we're talking about suffering Mm. and hope. So for anyone who enjoyed this conversation, that might be one to check out. It will come out um, at the end of October. Wow. Terrific. Amy Julia, thank you so much for being with us again. Thanks for having me. That's Amy Julia Becker. You can check her out online. Uh, Her latest book is John Said. I'm going to give it to you again. To Be Made Well, An Invitation to Wholeness, Healing, and Hope. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or you can do it safe and secure online by clicking on the preborn banner at wordfm.com. 
trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Want it done right, call doing it right. 724 New Roof. It's one station with many locations. Word FM is on oneplace.com, wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app on your smart speaker, and at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. Overcast skies for tonight with a brief shower or two this evening. That'll be followed by occasional rain and drizzle late tonight below 53. Periods of rain tomorrow there can be pawning on streets and highways. Tomorrow's high 60. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night with occasional rain and a low of 49. Cloudy Saturday with a couple of showers. A breezy afternoon, Saturday's high 54. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. We did a little drive through yesterday. Got ourselves some Chick-fil-A. Mm. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I saw... Um, I, I was uh, there Thursday night. drive through Yep. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, no. You know what? It was too long. I decided I would walk in. Oh, and was it better? Much. Really? Much better. Interesting. Okay. And what I had was so delicious. What'd you have? I had the new pimento cheese thing. I had it. Did you? I didn't like it. Oh! <gasps> You're kidding. I was disappointed. No. Oh, my gosh. Mine, I opened up the little cardboard thing, reached in to grab it. Yeah. The bun slipped out of my hand. It was sitting in a pool of grease. Mm, that's unfortunate. Yeah. And so, it, you know, the whole eat, eating experience was sort of clouded by the grease on the bun. I'm sorry to hear. Um, I, I would have to say I wouldn't order it again. Okay. I would order it enough times for you and I combined. See, I loved it. Really? I mean, it was, it is so delicious. It's my, it's my favorite thing I've ever had there. What? Without even a close second. I, I love really it that much. Okay. So this is not a commercial for Chick-fil-A, no. even though it sounds like it. <laughs> right. Okay. But some, uh, fast food, uh, enjoyment, uh, who has the best fast food drive through? Um, so food and wine, uh, the, uh, food and wine magazine, listen to this. Yeah. They made 1,491 drive-through runs through the month of June and July this year, spreading them out between breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And, uh, they have ranked their best. The best drive-through experience is Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Okay. Taco Bell followed, uh, I should say they're the fastest. Okay, fastest. Right, Taco Bell. Start to finish. Mm-hmm. Followed by Carl Jr.'s. Um, Never been to either one of those places. Neither have I. Uh, KFC, Arby's, and Duncan. The slowest drive through experience was the aforementioned Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, they also, uh, Chick-fil-A had the busiest drive through lines, which may account for the slowest, followed by McDonald's and Wendy's. Chick-fil-A also topped... The best customer service chart, ninety-one mm-hmm. yeah, percent sure. friendly, right? Uh, finally, Chick Fil A was the most accurate drive-through overall, ninety-two percent accurate, followed by Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's, and KFC. Okay. Overall, though, highest customer satisfaction, the aforementioned Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I don't mind. It's it's not often that I go through a drive-through for Taco Bell, but I'll get like a burrito supreme. Is that right? It's excellent. I've never eaten at Taco Bell. 
never in your life? Never. Really? I never have. I think you're missing out. I okay. I yep. Lex, I'm, you doing a Taco Bell? Because you know who doesn't like a, who doesn't like a Taco Bell? I love a Taco there, Bell. What's Do your you? favorite? What are you going? I for? always get the black bean crunch wrap. Mm. Okay, oh, nice. it's yeah. so good, and it's it's quick and fairly inexpensive, is it not? Right? Yeah, for sure. Hard to miss on a Taco Bell. Okay, we come back. We're going to talk about um, this violent world in which uh, Christ commands peace. How do we be a pacifist in today's violent world? Can you be a pacifist in today's violent world? Stay with us. We'll answer that question next on The Ride Home. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's Word FM. WORD. We're Ann and Dave Wilson. You know, marriage and parenting are not easy. And we're certainly not marriage experts or perfect parents, but we've learned a few lessons over 41 years of marriage and three sons, and we want to pass those along to you, and we'll also be joined by special guests. So join us here each weekday for Family Life Today, as together we pursue the relationships that matter most. Family Life Today, tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. Urgent Camp Lejeune settlement message. On September 6th, the government announced it will soon begin providing fast, guaranteed settlements to Camp Lejeune Marines, families, and civilians. Awards will range between $100,000 and $550,000 with an option for higher amounts. If you or a loved one spent time at Camp Lejeune and suffered cancers of the bladder, liver, or kidneys, leukemia, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Parkinson's, or kidney issues, you may qualify for compensation and could be paid within 60 days after accepting your settlement with your VA benefits fully protected. You may be entitled to a significant financial award for your Camp Lejeune claim, but you must act now. Call the James Harris Law Camp Lejeune helpline now to get the compensation you deserve. We're already fighting for thousands harmed by the water at Camp Lejeune. Call now or you may forever lose your right to be awarded a settlement between $100,000 and $550,000. For your free evaluation, call 800-299-7878. That's 800 800- 299 Jim Gaffigan here with some more Straight Talk. Now you can get a Walmart Plus membership, plus not pay for it, because it's included with Straight Talk wireless plans. You get free delivery with Walmart Plus, plus a Paramount Plus subscription included. Plus, you pay less for gas. That's a lot of pluses. Only Straight Talk gives you unlimited 5G data and Walmart Plus included on select plans for free. Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart. Requires service on gold or platinum unlimited. One offer per eligible account. Paramount Plus essential plan only. Separate registration required. Additional terms apply. In business, everything your employees do impacts your brand, including what they wear. Cintas has high-performance workplace apparel for almost every job imaginable. From work shirts and pants to polos and khakis to Oxfords or T-shirts, these clothes move, breathe, and look great. Your team gets the styles they like, you convey the image you want. And Cintas service includes weekly laundry and delivery. To learn more, visit Cintas.com. Oh, I'm ready! And get ready for the workday. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Want it done right, call doing it right. 724 New Roof. So in the whole sweep of the world, we had about one second of peace, and then it all broke loose. Yep. Violence begets violence after violence. Miles Wirtz is back with us. Miles Wirtz is the co-author of A Field Guide to Christian Nonviolence. He writes at Christian Ethics in the Wild and teaches at Abilene Christian University. He wrote a wonderful piece at CT called This is the Violent World in Which Christ Commands Peace. Miles, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for having me back. 
So, Miles, when you um, when we think of uh, violence or nonviolence uh, or war or peace, uh, we have to think about it in the context of where we are in the world. Um, and so uh, how we're looking we're, every day, we're uh, we're kind of mulling through uh, articles. We're looking at photographs of what's going on in Gaza. Uh, the horror of what uh, Hamas visited upon um, innocent people a couple weekends ago. I mean, how? How? What's your thought process when uh, when a story like that comes to you? It's mm, a good. I mean, it's a great question. I mean, I think like like I began in, in the piece for CT that uh, violence doesn't come from nowhere. Violence has a history. Um, whether we're talking. Uh, domestic violence or whether we're talking uh, inter- international politics, uh, there's always histories which proceed. And so this is why I think it's like when we think about violence, it's, it's, it's like it's not probably not a great idea for us to think about violence erupting as if it just kind of appears out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it but it shows up as a as a part of a longer um, a longer history and a longer process. Um, I am not in any way an expert on Israel-Palestine, but have uh, uh, multiple friends in the region and kind of try to sort just sort out what's happening from afar, like a lot of people. Um, so the way that I go about thinking of it is partly in terms of the history of the place, and then partly in terms of um, the actors in the place as well. Um, as we're thinking about Israel-Palestine, I think it's always important to to separate out. Uh, political actors from the, the the folks on the ground who have very little influence or very little agency when it comes to uh, the decisions made by uh, ruling parties or by governmental actors. Right. And so the, the decisions made by uh, the, the Israeli state or by Hamas as a political entity, I think uh, we have to distinguish those from um, say ordinary Israelis or ordinary Palestinians on the ground. So that's, I mean, it's, it, when we think about violence, so kind of the short version is think about it in terms of like the, the longer scope and where these things might be coming from. And when we're thinking about violence to distinguish between those who are the, the true agents here and those that might be affiliated with them or related to them, but are not themselves the actors and are kind of, you know, and Miles, I, I think for a lot of people, I mean, especially in this modern world, it's a full-time job in some ways to to try to avoid violence, right? It feels as though mm-hmm. we're, we're surrounded right. by violence. I don't want to mm-hmm. have any part of it. And of course, you know, Jesus himself teaching nonviolence throughout his ministry, but then, you know, those closest to Jesus are lopping people's ears off. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like they don't get, they don't quite get the, uh, get the message. Um yeah, this is always the hard part when it, when I when I teach about um, questions of, of of violence, particularly as it relates to the Christian life. Um, that there's all these instances in which uh, there seems like there's opportunity to soften the teachings of Jesus, but then Jesus does things like reaffirm uh, these things with his own practice. That uh, he tells his disciples to love their enemies, and he prays for his those that are killing him from the cross um, that he tells his, the, he tells his disciples that those who live by the sword will die by the sword. And then Peter, who I think is well-intended in trying to defend Jesus, he, he, Jesus 
far from reaffirming what Peter has done, kind of undoes the violence itself in healing the in healing the the servant who is uh, who's there in the midst. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, of course, we. I know that story, and I know that Jesus tells us to love our enemies. I get that. Um, and in my own life, I, you know, have taken that have taken that seriously. It's hard for me, though, Miles, to figure out how, um, how those teachings apply to nations. Um, and, uh-huh. and, uh-huh. and I don't mean to say that I'm just trying to think of nations and ignore my own issues, uh, because I think that that's another mistake we can easily do is get so caught up in talking about, you know, pacifism or violence between nations and forget our own attitude. I Love don't, I don't mean to do that, but, um, it's important to think about nations right now. I don't know. How, how, how do you, how do you think through that? Yeah, so I think that and this is one of the things we try to do, we try to do in part through the book um, is to think about the ways in which um, these teachings of Jesus are not just interpersonal ones that have found application from thinkers uh, in in social situations and in uh, in terms of civil conflicts. Um, some have tried to apply these things in terms of international conflict, but I think that maybe the most helpful way in terms of thinking about their applications to nation states is to, is to expand our vocabulary and think in terms of peace building. Uh, what are those practices and what are those ways in which we might reach for other alternatives uh, to, um, to, to, to our social life other than those which presume that we need to have uh, some means of violence ready in order to back it up. So, um, so thinking about, okay, so what other tools are at our disposal in terms of negotiating or like in terms of navigating a very difficult and fraught sort of political situation? Um, you could think of treaties. You can think of uh, on-the-ground negotiators who, who, whose job it is day in and day out to work with um, civic leaders and tribal leaders and religious figures to broker um, broker like workable agreements among warring parties, um, and that all is very like a lot of that is very anonymous work and doesn't get any publicity. Um, but it's really important stuff, and so mm-hmm. I think that when we're thinking about like how these things apply to um, to nations, I think it's important to think about peace building as part of that. That peace is something that is that is worked out in a long with a with a long timeline yeah. and with a with a broad set of tools at our disposal to do that. Right. Um, it yeah. involves economics. It involves politics. It involves religious leaders. It involves uh, civic organizations. It involves trade agreements. I mean, it's a lot of a lot of working pieces here um, in terms of how peace is maintained across uh, nations. Yeah, and so peace doesn't kick in. When war is right around the corner, it's it should be in in Ever process present. all the time. Right, 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 and that's why I think it's also important to recognize that war doesn't just show up from nothing. That it does. It it we build toward it. Um, in a lot of it's. I mean, most most nations would want to see war as the last resort. War is destructive. War doesn't do anything for um, a nation's well-being. Um, it is, it, it is the last stop for, I think, m- most of the time. Um, so, 
when we're thinking about how we build peace, we have to we have to be willing to take the like the long view on that because war is the, is the is the end result of a of a long process that has not worked out right. and has mm-hmm. not. It's it's always the it's always the last thing that happens. It's never the first. And um, Miles, that, that's to me is what's yeah. what's vexing about you know Hamas, you know the the atrocities mm-hmm. of what happened. I mean, you know, when you go in and you know you behead babies and you murder scores of people at you know at a festival, mm-hmm. they they had to expect that there was going to be backlash, and it, it was kind of like we don't really care what happens. We'll be violent for the sake of being violent, and let's just get it mm-hmm. on. Right. I can't pretend to know like what was what uh, what was going on with with embracing those sorts of actions and the sorts of tactics. Yeah, the thought process. Um, yeah, I just I mean, this is where I think the the, the 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 phenomenon of terrorism doesn't necessarily have like an order. It doesn't have like a reason other than to inflict terror. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. it's a provocative. It's a provocative action by by design. Um, it's not it's not an action like war that's ordered toward some other ultimate end. Right. It's, it's designed to uh, to evoke and to provoke. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's it's important. I mean, as Christians, I think it's it, we. This is where I think it's important for Christians to be able to to walk and chew gum at the same time. That w- we can condemn the violence of Hamas while also also praying and working for the the peace of. Uh, of Palestinian ordinary Palestinians that find themselves at the mercy of, uh, of, of a political process and political leaders that are that don't have their best interests in mind. Yeah, I mean it, it's just difficult to tame your own heart. I mean, I, I've said this before on the air. I had a friend who, for years, uh, he put a Jesus fish on the back of his car in the effort to say, "Well, I'm a believer," and so by broadcasting that. You know, to other drivers, he thought that that would help him. You know, tame his a- angry road rage uh, tactics, but yeah. but yeah. but it did not work, and he continued to road rage <laughs> so much so that he just gave up and took the fish off of his car. <laughs> that was I a can't solution. Live up to this, so I might as well take it. Off. I might as well just like forget the whole thing. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. what the heck? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's really funny. So, Miles, I mean. Th- to work on peace, and you're interesting to me because you wrote a whole book about you know trying to be a peaceful person. It has to bubble up in your own heart as well, right? You you do, mm-hmm. I'm sure, want to lash out, and you do want to be angry, and you do want to be, I'm not saying violent, but you know what I mean, to have those seeds of that. It's just an mm-hmm. ongoing struggle, no matter how much you think about it, pray about it, work on it. It is seminal right. to our DNA as human beings. Yeah. No, no, no. I think that this is the mistake. I think that people, uh, when, if you think of nonviolence as an ideal to be achieved, um, that it's either an all or nothing sort of proposition. I think that we misunderstand what's at stake here. Um, there's so much of, there's so much of nonviolence, I think, particularly as, as it finds, as it intersects with the, with the gospels that is, uh, is something that's worked out over a lifetime. Um, it's becoming it, it's becoming the people of God in a way in which um, when you are angry you do not sin, right? So it's not a it's not an all or nothing kind of thing. I think that Jesus sets the high bar for what disciple the life of discipleship looks like with respect to our engagement in violence. But I think that. Um, this is where this is where I think we have to think of it as a life of discipleship. 
that it involves our virtue, it involves our reactions, it involves the presumptions that we make about what we need on an ongoing basis to sustain our common life. Um, and so I, I think over time those things begin to shift, but it isn't, um, it isn't, I don't think it's an on-off switch that becomes an immediate sort of thing. Um, yeah, so. I appreciate that. Miles, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that's Miles Werns. He's co-author of A Field Guide to Christian Nonviolence. He writes at Christian Ethics in the Wild and teaches at Abilene Christian University. Very nice. Take a quick that's break. thought-provoking. Huh? Very much so, okay. yeah. I mean, it's... I think I think he's absolutely right that the, the job for peace is a continuum. The United States Constitution guarantees every American fundamental rights and protection of life, liberty, and property. Salem is celebrating our founding document with a special offer, a 1953 Omen U.S. Constitution lithograph. To understand the value of these lithographs is to know the story. A master lithographer immigrant named Theodore Omen came to this country to find the American dream. Seventy years ago, in 1953, Omen printed a limited number of these exceptional Constitution lithographs. Go to Salem Events Store to read Omen's entire story. America's most important document stands as a testament to all Americans to maintain their liberties, freedoms, and inalienable rights. Buy it and display it proudly. Buy a gift for your family and friends and for all the teachers in your communities. There is a limited number, so act today. Go to SalemEventsStore.com to get your exclusive 1953 Omen U.S. Constitution lithograph while supplies last. That's SalemEventsStore.com. At Eden Christian Academy, lives are under construction every day. Lives built upon the foundation of God's Word, shaped by the understanding that every student is created with a unique design and purpose, building the mind with academic strength and depth, while fashioning spiritual Christ-like character that can change the world. Fall enrollment is open now, pre-K through 12th grade. Eden Christian Academy, building His kingdom, one life at a time, at EdenChristianAcademy.org. What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or you can do it safe and secure online by clicking on the preborn banner at wordfm.com. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? 724 New Roof. Uh, Staples, the office supply store, is aiming to be uh, your favorite travel brand. This is weird. Uh, It's obviously Staples, not the first place to think about when you plan a trip. But Staples is actively saying, hold on. They sent out a press release I I got the other day. And uh, they are the first stop, they say, of nonstop travel. They have offered uh, in stores um, 
2.5 million pre-check applications in that time. So if you want to, you know, you get, you do that little short line. Yeah. When you go, yeah. you can go to Staples and get a pre-check application so you can jump ahead of the line. Really? Yeah. For free, as a matter of fact. Now, wait a minute. So you're not going to Staples with your stuff before no. you go to the airport. You're, you're going, going to just to get... apply for the yeah. pre-check. Yeah, the TSA pre-check. Yep. Staples says, as the travels landscape has dramatically shifted over the past several years, we want to meet our customers where they need us in order to alleviate the stress commonly associated with travel services. So we want a free, a hassle-free way to sign up for TSA PreCheck. We simply need to snap a few passport photos. We're here to support both leisure and business travels in an increasingly major way, and we are going to now offer travel agent services. How about that? Really? Yep. Okay. Have you ever used a travel agent? No. I have. Yes. I, I see the value of it. I have done it. Have you? Listen, because I have a friend who's a travel agent. So I, if if you don't know, you think that you're going to pay for a travel agent, right? But actually, the airlines, the hotels, and whatever pay for the travel agent. So it's free. Yeah, so it's free. It's free. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So you go there and you say, I'm going to, let me say, uh, I'm going to Spain. Yes. And so the travel agent says, think about this, yes. this, 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 this. And oh, by the way, here's your cheaper airline ticket. Yes. Here's your TSA pass. Yes. They do all that for free? Yes. I thought that was a paid thing. No, that you had to pay like X it is. dollars. I mean, they don't do it for free, but you're not the one paying them. Really? So yes. well worth it. You saw more, did more because of a travel agent? I. It was the first time I had traveled to a particular place. And so I relied on them to kind of give me an overview. An overview, mm-hmm. yes, and it was really helpful. Now I went. I ended up going back to the same place several times, and then I didn't need a travel agent. See, to but. me, travel agents are like so sixties. They are sixties because there was no internet. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm sure the market for travel agents has shrunken incredibly. Travel agents have gone out of business because you can kind of be your own travel agent. Yeah, but boy, if I'd rather go to a pro to grease the wheels. Well, that's the thing. Say you're going to Tuscany for the first time. Yeah. I mean, you can read 100 articles on uh, online or watch 100 YouTube videos. It is cool, though, to sit down across from somebody who travels often to Tuscany and can tell you what to do. Been there, done that. Wait, so I, travel agents, they they get paid to travel as well? Mm-hmm. They get discounts to travel? Yeah. So they've already they already know the terrain? Yep. Yeah, how would you not want to do that? Yeah. The other thing I did when I went to Europe that I was really glad about, um, which I I kind of didn't plan on early, but like the week before I went, I thought, oh my gosh, I should do this. I went to AAA, and I'm already a member of AAA, and um, I sat down with somebody and I said, these are the places I'm going. Um, And can you, first of all, give me a map. And so they gave me a map of each of the countries I was going to because I don't like to look at a map of where I am on my phone. I won't trust your I phone. like yeah. the paper thing for when I you know, so I can kind of kind of gauge where I am. Sure, sure. That was so helpful. And then the the person who worked at AAA <coughs> highlighted my route from it was a full two week trip. Highlighted my route from the very beginning to the very end. So I could see where I was nice, going nice. right up through the through the countries. And then I left with like a little folio of each city I was going to. Oh, that's fabulous. It was really helpful. All because of a travel yeah. agent. And then as I went along, I just, I, you know, I tossed the ones that I didn't need anymore. Right. And so it was just 
I highly recommend it. So Staples, though, they now they want to be a travel they agent. Want, they want to be that, I guess. Mm. Plus, you can get a pen. Go local. <laughs> Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. Ask your speaker to play the word Pittsburgh. Get our mobile app. Stream us from our website or find us at oneplace.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. There was no third ballot for the House Speakership today. Nominee Jim Jordan from Ohio suspending his bid and will instead support a plan to let interim Speaker Patrick McHenry from North Carolina in the House, at least temporarily. Hurricane Norma strengthening to a major storm as it spins off Mexico's Pacific coast. On a path expected to bring it near Los Cabos at the southern tip of the Baja California Peninsula. Applications for unemployment benefits falling to their lowest level in eight months last week. The Labor Department reports jobless claims applications fell by 13,000 to 198,000. That's the fewest since January. The Dow is down 253 points, the Nasdaq losing 120 points. This is SRN News. Hi, former CI officer and survival expert Jason Hansen here. I teach people how to prepare for the unexpected. And right now, most Americans with a 401k, IRA, or other types of retirement accounts are not prepared for a financial crisis that could hit the U.S. in the next 45 days if we don't fix our ramped up government spending. I have partnered with Advantage Gold, the number one rated precious metals company in America, to release my new financial crisis survival kit, That's 100% free for everyone with a retirement account who calls in today. Simply call 800-900-8000. My financial crisis survival kit is jam-packed with valuable information on how you can protect yourself with physical gold and silver. Your first step to protection is calling 800-900-8000 and speaking to one of their gold IRA specialists. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. Again, simply call 800-900-8000. Eden Christian Academy celebrates 40 years of providing Christian education to thousands of children in the North Pittsburgh area. At Eden, students are engaged in an education where dedicated faculty go above and beyond as they teach, connect, and are used by God to help transform the lives of every student. October 16th through 20th is fall Missions Week, a perfect time to learn how Eden can equip your child as a critical thinker and caring leader in today's world, pre-K through 12th grade. Learn more at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Hey, you, the one on the couch you just told your friend you can't go out because you're busy? Ready to get real about your psoriasis? When your current treatments don't do enough to help control the inflammation beneath the skin, causing plaques and pain, stressing and scratching, it's time to stop hiding and get real with your dermatologist so they can help you get clear. Get real clear about psoriasis at letsgetrealclear.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. In honor of all those we've lost to cancer and those still fighting and thriving, like basketball analyst Dick Vitale, I'm going to beat cancer. I'm going to beat it. That's no doubt in my mind. I'm going to win this battle. Defeating cancer will take all of us. At the V Foundation, V is for victory over cancer. V is for victory over giving up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Join our team in the fight against cancer at V.org. TV news. It's a love-hate relationship. Well, let's be honest. 
more hate. We agree. That's why we're different. Salem News Channel has assembled the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. Home to Charlie Kirk, Hugh Hewitt, Eric Metaxas, and more. There's finally a place on TV for lovers of freedom like you. Watch anytime on any screen, free, 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. Overcast skies for tonight with a brief shower or two this evening. That'll be followed by occasional rain and drizzle late tonight below 53. Periods of rain tomorrow can be pawning on streets and highways. Tomorrow's high 60. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night with occasional rain and a low of 49. Cloudy Saturday with a couple of showers. A breezy afternoon, Saturday's high 54. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. We are not pre-recorded. We are not AI. No, we're not AI. If I had a newspaper that said Dewey defeats Truman, I'd hold it up. (laughs) All right. So, um, first of all, welcome in. Thank you. Glad you're here. I wasn't welcoming you. You weren't? (laughs) I was thinking of the listener, actually, Mm. the five o'clock hour of the ride home. I'm Kathy Emmons sitting across the table from John Hall, Lexi Merritt in the other room, keeping everything going. Um, When you pick your favorite meal, Mm -hmm. say it's you're celebrating something big. Say we all get a raise. Okay. Okay. Let's and say so, that. All right. Let's say it. <laughs> okay. And we're and you're going to celebrate. Yeah. What's your meal going to look like? Uh, it's pretty basic. Okay. I, I do um a nice fresh salad. Okay. Um, uh, if I was really going for broke, I do. You're, a, you're going for broke because yeah. we got a big raise. I do um a large baked potato, okay. um uh, fresh asparagus, and a um a filet mignon. Oh, okay, Lexi. Mm-hmm. I'm buying as much sushi as I can fit into my gullet. <laughs> sushi. <laughs> That's delicious. I like sushi. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Of oh, course. yeah. What are you doing? Now, uh, I would do salmon, and it has to be really cooked well, like either under a broiler or on a grill mm-hmm. so that it's super crispy around the edges mm-hmm. because Flash. that crispy part is – I just am crazy about that. Yeah, I just absolutely love that. Um, but on a regular night, say it's a regular – there's nothing special going on. Mm-hmm. You had a regular day. Yeah. What are you, you going to eat for dinner? Um, pesto pasta. Okay. Lex, regular night. Probably like a chicken pot pie or something. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. We regu- were at Costco the other day. I looked at chicken pot pies. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah, they're they very good. good. Yeah. A yeah. uh, regular night for me as I'm going to have eggs. Eggs? Like yeah. Scrambled eggs? Yep. No, I'm going to have uh, over easy eggs okay. or sunny side up eggs with toast. toast. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anything green? Some like sense a little of greens. spinach or something yep. like greens that? Greens on the side. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's nice. like really that's, regular. Uh, that's good. Easy and it's healthy. Just, all these are good, easy, and healthy. Yeah. I ask you this because uh, on the front page of abcnews.com today, a new study has been released. It's found a link, I'm very sorry to tell you, mm. between eating red meat, especially processed red meat, and an increased risk of developing type 2 diabetes. Okay. So it's a big study. It's over 200,000 people followed for 30 years. Whoa. I mean, that is a long-term study. So it did not show cause and effect, but 
the more red meat consumed, the higher the risk of developing type 2 diabetes over that period of time. Well, I thought type 2 diabetes was like for sweets. Well, that, that's why this is an interesting study is it's not about sweets, it's, it's about, about red, red meat. meat, right? Processed red meat. The research showed that the more servings of red meat a person ate, the higher their likelihood of developing type 2. Mm. The study did not conclude that eating red meat causes you to develop type 2, only that there appears to be an association. Maybe if you're more in tune with eating processed meat, you're also allowing your you know sweet tooth to take over as well. I maybe maybe right. So it says here uh, we're talking about lamb, beef, pork, sausage, hot dogs, and burgers. <laughs> I like all those, which I think are all very delicious things. Yeah. Um you're not a hot dog fan though. No, I'm not. Mm -hmm. No, I don't really. I don't need a hot dog. It's just it's fine, but it doesn't do anything for me. Um, Okay, so researchers also noted that people can prevent or offset their potential risk, say diabetes runs in your family, your potential risk of developing type 2 by substituting one daily serving of red meat for another protein source. Okay. And if you add to that, this goes back to our earlier conversation, substituting a serving of nuts and legumes oh. associated with a 30% lower risk of type 2. That's incredible. And substituting a serving of dairy products, that's associated with a 22% lower risk. Okay, that's very nice. So nuts are good, legumes are good. And there's also, they said, the unavoidable um, thing that each one of us should do is knowing our own risks and assessing factors that can contribute to type 2, which is our genetics, how much we exercise, how much we weigh, and the diet we have. So if we have a family history or one of us had diabetes in pregnancy, we're at a higher risk. Um, so, of course, it's important to keep your weight in a healthy range mm -hmm. and exercise and all those sorts of things. Excellent. Now, she said, the person who's talking about this, don't worry about an occasional burger. Don't worry about an occasional steak. We Everybody loves that. Um, but What's occasional? Well, <laughs> she didn't say. Once a week? Is not, that occasional or once a month? She didn't say. She does not say, but she does say that exercise really does make a difference. Getting those steps in, they said at least 150 minutes of moderate aerobic exercise every week, or about 22 minutes a day. That's doable, isn't I think, it? Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Listen, get a dog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your life is completely changed. Yeah, and, and I knew it would. Yeah, I knew it would because the dog forces you to get out, and so yeah, a dog is good for you. Listen, my um, uh, the the weakness now. This is the beginning of the season because it's Halloween season. So you walk into any store, you're confounded with bag oh after my bag after bag of, you know. And the bags are huge. They are. They mm -hmm. are huge. Yeah. Even though they've shrunk, the fun size, you know, mm -hmm. shrunk, they're still there. I went to a wedding on Saturday. Yeah, what'd you have? Um, congratulations, Sabrina and Isaac. It was a beautiful wedding. Uh, they had a very nice cookie table. Did they? Even though the wedding was close to Philadelphia, it surprised me that... The, the Pittsburgh shined through, and I was very grateful for it. Listen, we were on the uh, the Gateway Clipper last week. We missed the cookie table. It was gone. Dang it. Cleaned out I by was. the time I got up there. I saw people eating cookies, and I was like talking. Going, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah I'll right, get right, over right. there. I didn't make it. Not I one. No, mm -mm. Gone completely. No, no, no. Anyway, um, sadly, at the end of the wedding, my husband got sick, and so we had to leave quickly. Mm. But uh, I had... I went over and, you know, they had the little bags, so you yeah. could take the cookies oh, with you. yeah. So then we had them the next day. Yeah, delish. Mm. You know what they had? A thing? Mm. They had the thing that looks like a pie. Okay. Yeah. And, but it was uh, like a giant 
chocolate chip cookie, oh. but a thick one, not like the stupid little. What are those things called that have uh, a cookie cake? I despise those. Yeah, I think yes, cookie okay. cake yeah, is yeah. so lame. It's mostly just dough. It's just anyway. But this was thick. This was like the thickness of a pie, mm. but it was a cookie, and then it was sliced into like pie shaped slices. Mm. That's delish. That was. Delicious. Were there any little like miniature lady locks? Yeah. Yeah, because I want. And that. you know what? Mm. There were little cannoli. Yeah. Little cannoli with the teeny mini chocolate chips. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I think heaven's going to be one long cookie table. Yeah. It just might be, right? Yeah, one long cookie table. <laughs> and there'll be a sign that'll say, yeah, thank you. There are no diabetes here. Right. right. There is. You know, it's a shame after all the years we've known each other, we've only gone to one wedding together. I know. We killed that cookie table. <laughs> we did. We took it apart. Next year, I've got three weddings already on the docket. Yeah. Three. Are okay. you doing are you, are you intersecting with my weddings? Well, I know you're coming to my daughter's wedding, so oh, we're definitely going to hey, intersect for that one. I'll see you at the cookie okay, table. Okay, great. But you'll be too busy. You'll be the mother of the bride. Oh, no, but I'm going to be, believe me, I'm never too busy for the cookie table. Okay, great. Excellent. Good. Plenty of photos, plenty of cookies, plenty of love on that day. That's right. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. Do you picture the Holy Spirit in some way? And is that even important? We'll talk about it next on The Ride Home. 1.5 WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. I can't wait for what's next. Even with higher stroke risk due to atrial fibrillation and a regular heartbeat not caused by a heart valve problem, Eliquis, the Pixaban tablets, reduces stroke risk. It's the number one cardiologist prescribed blood thinner. Don't stop taking prescription Eliquis without talking to your doctor, as this may increase your risk of stroke. Eliquis can cause serious and in rare cases fatal bleeding. Don't take Eliquis if you have an artificial heart valve, abnormal bleeding, or have antiphospholipid syndrome. While taking, you may bruise more easily or take longer for bleeding to stop. A spinal injection while on Eliquis increases risk of blood clots, which may cause paralysis, the inability to move. Get medical help right away for unexpected bleeding or unusual bruising, or if you have tingling, numbness, or muscle weakness. It may increase your bleeding risk if you take medicines such as aspirin products, NSAIDs, SSRIs, SNRIs, and blood thinners. Tell your doctor about all planned medical or dental procedures. Learn more at Eliquis.com or call 1-855-ELIQUIS. Our real goal at RPTS is to train people for ministry. Whether training to be a pastor or just wanting to grow in your walk with God, you'll find what you're looking for at RPTS. We want to see them really grounded in their theological growth. We want it to be heart-directed as well. We want to see students prepared to serve and to love the people of God and develop ministries that we think have a great partnership with the local church. Learn more about the MTS degree program and flexible online options at rpts.edu. This decade is looking like the worst one to retire or be retired in. Now more than ever, you need to stay ahead of turbulent markets and money-grubbing politicians. That's why you need Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch. For more than 30 years, Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch has been helping Americans invest, protect, and grow their assets. A Retirement Watch subscription gives you must-have advice on all aspects of your retirement. Independent advice you won't get anywhere else. When you subscribe to Retirement Watch, you'll get three months of Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch newsletter. You'll also get Bob's 
five model portfolios and five free reports, including the hidden rules of retirement, hidden real estate tax bombs to avoid, cashing in on Congress's $350,000 retirement shocker, plus two more free reports, and an exclusive conference call with Bob Carlson answering your retirement questions. The newsletter, free reports, the conference call, all for just $19.95. Sign up today at yourretirementwatch.com, yourretirementwatch.com. That's yourretirementwatch.com. So when you think about God the Father, you have an image? Is it, is it God like the long beard, the old man? Right? I don't know if I have a mit- an image Father? of God the Father. I mean, if I did have one, that's yeah. probably what it would it's be. It's in popular culture, right? Right. God the Father. Right. And then uh, Jesus, some people think he looks like Barry Gibb. Right. I'm not going there. How about uh, Jesus of like the Shroud of Turin? That's what I kind of right. gravitate more toward. Um, like, So there are images right. of, that are stuck a, in a, our head. A, a Jewish guy from the Middle East. Yeah. Dark skin, dark hair. God the Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit. Is what? he like Tinkerbell from, you know? No, because I can't. I can't. I... Like a little white light or a big white light? We have the dove. Yeah. A dove? Right. But it's not. But he's not a dove. No. What's he look like? What's it? Does it matter what he looks like? Well, does it matter? It, a visual image of the Holy Spirit. You feel it. You feel the presence yeah, of the Holy yes, Spirit. Yes, I have. Not. I mean, not all the time, but I yeah. have felt it. I think. But yes. if someone said to you, "Hey, Kathy, you know, I want you to draw the Holy Spirit," what do you got? I got nothing. <laughs> Is that bad? No, I don't. I don't think. Does it matter? I guess. Does it really matter? I don't know. Well. Fred Sanders is with us. He's thought a lot about it. He's a theologian who tried to specialize in the doctrine of the Trinity, but he found that everything in Christian life and thought is connected to the triune God. So as a result, he studies, he teaches, he writes across the full range of Christian doctrine. He wrote a very interesting piece, The Problem with Trying to Portray the Holy Spirit, and someone, some saintly person, proposed that Jesus or the Holy Spirit has a little curly cue about him. Fred, welcome to the show. It's good to be here. Thanks. Okay, this is a crazy story that you've brought to us, Fred. So uh, this uh, is Bavaria. So this is the uh, southeastern part of Germany, the 18th century. And it's a Franciscan nun named Crescentia. Her full name, get ready for this, is Maria Crescentia Haas of Kalfburen, born in 1682. Talk about what happened to Crescentia. Yeah, well, this is not what Crescentia is most famous for, but she did have an episode in which she had a vision of the Holy Spirit appearing to her as a uh, a beautiful young man, sort of dressed in gold, and he had uh, sort of golden blonde or reddish hair, um, and it was curly, and um, uh, he he spoke to her and communicated with her, but the beyond the message that he brought. It was this visual manifestation of this uh, wonderful-looking young man who personified the Holy Spirit that um, became very popular. Her uh, supervisors in the in her religious place um, brought in a painter, and Crescentia carefully described what she had seen, and the painter made a copy of it, made an image of it, and this became very popular um, in the surrounding countryside as a an image of the Holy Spirit. Really? So people had like... An image of the Holy Spirit, maybe like hanging in their in their living room or their dining room or something. 
Yeah. And, um, you know, it's the early 1700s. We're in the age of printing. So people had little um, printed cards made up, actually. Um, this is, you know, Roman Catholic Bavaria, uh, but very unusual to have a, a picture of the Holy Spirit that you looked at and said, that's him. Yeah. So, Fred, have you seen an image, this image? Yeah, there are a few images. Um, I don't think the piece that I posted at crossway.org's website has it, but on my personal blog, um, I scanned a few from an art historian. So, What do you think of it? Well, the the main thing that you think as soon as you see this image is where did you get those details? Like why why is he that tall? Why is he that weight? Why is his hair that color? Why, 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 why on any of this stuff? You know, it seems so arbitrary or I guess as the kids say, that's random. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so was it accepted by the, by the church? They thought, oh, this is a good thing. It, it was not. So it was popular in the region because Crescenta already had a reputation for holiness and, and she was apparently a, a remarkable woman. Um, but as it's the Pope sent um, investigators to see what was going on here. And they said, you've got to stop this. You've got to stop propagating images of the Holy Spirit. That's not biblical. It's not traditional. It's not canonical. It's just kind of weird. Um, eventually, the Pope himself wrote a letter uh, Benedict the Fourteenth was one of these highly educated and cultured Renaissance popes, and so he wrote a long treatise about how not to portray the Holy Spirit or the Trinity as a whole, for that mm. matter. Hmm. Um, so it was squashed, basically. Yes, that's right. Okay, so and I should go ahead and say it. It, it didn't hurt um, Crescentia's uh, reputation for holiness, and she became uh, what they call in the Catholic Church uh, blessed, mm -hmm. and then was actually canonized or sainted um, in the twentieth century. So the Pope's perspective at the time was that any uh, uh, imaginative rendering of the Holy Spirit that included a body was uh, was somehow unbiblical. Yeah. Yeah, that's close, um, though. I think you mentioned earlier a dove represents the Holy Spirit at the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan. Mm -hmm. So the um, the sort of theological guidance on this that came down from Rome was you may depict uh, things, images that are given to us by God himself as appropriate ways of helping us think about the Holy Spirit. So um, a dove descending, uh, flames of fire, and to give Christina credit, the young man she saw in her vision was surrounded by flames of fire, little tongues of fire, like from the book of Acts. Hmm. Um, I suppose you could also use, wind is also an image given to us by scripture to think about the Holy Spirit. The wind blows where it wills. Um, but that's not much help for painters because it's very hard to paint wind. So is there a danger then, to, what, despite what the Pope says, is there a danger of adding to an image of the Holy right. Spirit? Yes, um, I, I think there is a danger. And, and Benedict XIV's um, letter flagged this, the fact that it's it's just arbitrary and this is where I think it really gets interesting for, you know, for people like me. I'm a, I'm a conservative Protestant evangelical. I'm not likely to be painting or using images, and uh, I'm not looking to the guidance in theological things. But I think this directly matters for people um, like me because we all have a tendency as Christians to wish we knew more about the Holy Spirit and that we knew it more concretely. Yeah. And if by that we mean that there's a deeper experience we want to have, that's one thing. But if we mean we wish the Bible gave us more, mm, you know, that, that yeah. we're not satisfied with the Holy Spirit's own self-revelation in Scripture, 
And so we'd like to make things up. Um, that's that's the warning sign. Right. I should say that uh, Fred Sanders is with us. He's a th- theologian, a writer. So, Fred, I mean, in your piece, uh, The Problem with Trying to Betray the Holy Spirit, and, and of course, y- your book as well. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, the Holy Spirit, you know, ma- makes a, a big appearance in William Paul Young's novel, The Shack, which carries uh, its own controversy as well, doesn't it? Mm, yes. And there are a number of controversies you could pick around The Shack. Yeah. But uh, on this <laughs> on this topic... You get the same exact problem that Crescentia posed for herself, which is if you're going to make a person, a human person, you know, with a body and a history and all the things that present themselves when you see a human person, what details are you going to pick? And and um, mm-hmm. the shack picked a young, mysterious Asian woman who is very demure and shy. Um, and that was his image of I, I don't know where he got it. I don't know where Christina got her stuff. I don't know where William Paul Young got his stuff. The whole point is you're just going to the well and making up something arbitrary that seems to work for you and for we, knowledge of the Holy Spirit. Right. And we can't possibly get out of our own framework in imagining that. Yeah, we need to be told who the Holy Spirit is and right. what he's like. We're not have trying to conjure something up. Yeah. No two people will come up with the same image, probably. So the the real Holy Spirit, of course, is better than anything we can imagine. Yes, yeah, and and we do need to learn to be um, satisfied and delighted in His self revelation in Scripture. Even though we can, you know, we can freely admit it's not what we would have thought up. It's not fully satisfying to our instincts for how we would like a person to be made known. You know, we'd love it if the Holy Spirit were as definite and concrete in our minds as Jesus Christ. Right. But he wasn't. You know, they're both. But he wasn't meant to be. Is that what you're saying? That's right. Well, for one thing, the spirit doesn't become incarnate. Um, you know, he uses a dove as a symbol of himself, but he doesn't sort of incarnate in a dove as if, you know, the same way the son of God incarnated uh, as the man, Jesus Christ. Right. But, you know, whether it's, you know, God, the father as the old man or Jesus as sort of like, you know, the, the you know, I would call it the Barry Gibb Jesus. We all know that image. Why does it matter that we have an image of them? Yeah. What, what, what is the point of all that? Yeah. Somewhere behind that is the same sort of instinct. You know, I read the Bible, I hear what God says about himself, and I just want to be able to picture it, you know, concretely. Um, so I can kind of wrap my mind around it and, and have a visual image. In the case of Jesus Christ, the, when the Son of God became incarnate, he did, in fact, look like something. Yeah. And so that's always been... Mm-hmm. In traditions that use images of Jesus, that's always been the argument that since the incarnation's real, uh, pictures at least have the chance of being accurate. But with the Father and the Spirit, that's not the case. Okay, so with only a minute left, what's uh, what's the danger of doing it? What's the danger of picking? I mean, we've we've already said we can't get out of our own way. Um, but why would you caution against people trying to come up with some, you know, some thing, some visual, that's right, for uh, the spirit? Yeah, the fundamental underlying spiritual thing here is we have the revelation of the Holy Spirit in Scripture. Um, And it's something that you have to learn to live with and understand and sort of Mm. grow along with and not run ahead of God or lag behind God, but actually match the pace of the Bible's revelation, because that is the Holy Spirit's self-revelation. It's how he wants us to know him. 
that's not easy work. You know, it takes it takes a while in the Christian life to sort of spiritually align with exactly what God has said. The danger is that if we distract ourselves by giving ourselves sort of imaginary spiritual candy about the spirit that's concrete, you know, has the advantage of being concrete, has the disadvantage of being totally made up. Mm-hmm. It'll distract us from our real task. Excellent. Right. Fred Sanders, we're talking about the problem with trying to portray the Holy Spirit. Fred, uh, the Crossway piece, of course, is derived from your book. Talk to us about that. Yeah, this is a pretty brand new book, The Holy Spirit, An Introduction from Crossway. Um, it's in the series Short Studies in Systematic Theology. I think there are about 10 volumes in that series. They've done really well because they're, um, they're about 100 to 130 pages, and they take on a major doctrine and try to explain it fairly straightforwardly and briefly. Hmm. Well, to, this has been a fascinating conversation. Yeah, thanks, Fred. It's very well done. Really, really interesting. Thank you. It's good to be here. My pleasure. That's Fred Sanders. He's a theologian, and he's been thinking about uh, the triune nature of God for a long time. That's good. <laughs> and writing about it. So, What does the Holy Spirit look yeah. like? Not like a curly-haired boy. Yeah, There's we saw this at that. crossway.org. Yeah, Fred Sanders. Check him out. He's, uh, he's on the way. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, switching to MediShare can save you even more than usual on top of what you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, especially given how inflation is affecting us. And MediShare is the affordable, reliable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves about $500 a month. You might save even more. And MediShare is a Christian community that's been sharing each other's health care costs for 30 years now, and they're making it easier than ever. Apply by October 31st, and you can save an additional $150 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, but just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch, like more than 400,000 people already have, and start saving. Here it is. It's 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844-47-BIBLE. 844-47-BIBLE. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course, we have great eats inside, too, with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. 
Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or you can do it safe and secure online by clicking on the preborn banner at wordfm.com. It's easy to listen. We're everywhere. Hear us on oneplace.com, wordfm.com, on your phone, your smart speaker, and on your radio. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Overcast skies for tonight with a brief shower or two this evening. That'll be followed by occasional rain and drizzle late tonight below 53. Periods of rain tomorrow. There can be pawning on streets and highways. Tomorrow's high 60. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night with occasional rain and a low of 49. Cloudy Saturday with a couple of showers. A breezy afternoon, Saturday's high 54. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. sense it does what makes sense <coughs> joking pre-lit christmas tree what do you mean pre-lit? you buy a christmas tree and all the things are on it the lights are on it it's funny we were at costco the other day the christmas trees are out are they this is the season where everything's out right mm-hmm. so next to the halloween costumes or christmas trees and whatnot <clears throat> for the first time ever mm-hmm I saw that and I thought, oh, you know which they were? Mm. The one I saw, 700 bucks. Oh, that's outrageous. That's so outrageous. And it was just like oh a regular size. God. It wasn't like, you know, what? it wasn't gigantic. Holy but it, but it already heck. had, everything was decorated already. You know, the Christmas lights were on it. Yeah. But they wanted 700. But you know what? What you're paying, like we're, we're doing a live Christmas tree every year. Yeah. I'm sure I'm 80 bucks, 100 bucks. Every right, year. yeah, you put that over seven years, right. and you've got yeah, your exactly. seven hundred dollar Christmas tree. Does it make but, sense? What about the what about the lights on the tree? Is is what is that? Does that make sense to you? Because you've spent a lot of time over yeah, the years I putting sure lights have. on tree. Well, I, I think to me, the older you get, yeah, the less invested I want to be in it. Oh, so you like the idea of the mm, pre lit? I yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, I think that's lame. Oh, you do? Doesn't make sense to you? But I bought one. So it does make sense. <laughs> Wait. I thought it was lame, but then I did it. And? It's great. Uh-huh. It's great. It's so great. Yeah. I mean, I just, I was the only one who did the lights because no one else had the patience for it. Oh. So there's four people in my family yeah. and 25% of them did the lights every year and you're looking at her. Mm, mm. And, and there's an art to that. Yeah, there is. Right? And it's a pain and taking the it wires. off and doing the whole and, yes, you know. of course. Changing and, the bulbs. I, I'm saying yes. I'm saying yes, it does make sense. Yeah, well, mm. I reluctantly say yes as well. Okay. okay, does this make sense? Kind of, you know, the holiday theme. Decorative gourds. The real ones? Yeah. Mm. You know, the little... Total s- sense. I love everything what? about them. I love them. They don't make them. any sense yes, at all. They, they do. don't make any of sense. Of course they do. I mean, they're pretty... They're bringing the outside in. They're yes. bringing the autumn vibe. They put a little... They sit in a bowl. They look... Great. They make you long for cider. What? They make you think Taffy Apple's so. a good idea. I look at them and I go, dust catcher. No. Doesn't no, make any sense no, at all. No, you're missing the mm. whole spirit. I can't. I'm slightly disappointed. Yeah, in don't you, John. be. You're no. wrong about no. it. You could be happy. Why don't you want to be happy? I'm, I am happy. I mean, I, I, I strive for happiness, but the decorative gourd does not bring me happiness. Nothing? No. 
I look at it and go, nice idea, but really, doesn't mean anything. Meh, meh. What, so you'd rather see some kind of plastic pumpkin? No, I don't want that either. Just all meh. WORD. Okay, everybody in the car. Where are we going, Daddy? On an adventure. Yay! Adventures in Odyssey. It's not just a kid's show. It's a show the whole family can enjoy. Listen on this station. Adventures in Odyssey, tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, WORD. Klein Tools are new at Lowe's, pros. Lowe's knows you want top brands and quality products, and Klein Tools delivers. Right now, get the Klein three-piece Modbox mobile workstation for $319.94 and the Klein five-piece cushion grip screwdriver set for just $34.97, both exclusively at Lowe's. Shop the largest selection of Klein Tools, the highest quality tool brand at Lowe's. Because Lowe's knows tools, Lowe's knows pros. The pandemic is over, but COVID-19 is here to stay. In fact, it's still among the top five leading causes of death in the U.S., just after heart disease and cancer. So this fall, stay up to date with the latest COVID-19 vaccines, just like you do with the flu, because you've got no time for 19. The vaccine may not be for everyone. Please consult with your doctor. Brought to you by Moderna. Hey, it's John Hall. Mike Lindell is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. But have you ever picked up a towel set because it's really soft in the store, but when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent and it doesn't dry you? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow Towels. The six-piece sets have 100% long staple Sherpa cotton. It is a combed ring-spun cotton that makes the towel softer and more absorbent than ever. Towels that actually dry you. And right now, you can receive a six-pack set for only $29.98 with promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio podcast specials. To receive this amazing offer of only $29.98 on the six-piece set of MyPillow tiles, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio podcast specials and enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. That's MyPillow.com promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. I had no idea that the uh, snooze button was so contentious. But apparently it's a big deal. Uh, I think, you know... Hitting the snooze button multiple times in the morning is hurting your sleep. I think that's true. I mean, maybe. Well, I'm telling you this. Uh, I see an article today from NBC, and they are saying it has no impact on your sleep. <laughs> Lexi! Mm-hmm. What's Lexi more, and I are doing just fine. I mean, I, to me, it's just, they don't, it shouldn't be called the snooze button. It should be called the anxious button. No. It, it makes me anxious. Why does it make you anxious? Because I know I have to get up eventually. 
I know. So I'm just so delaying can, can, the inevitable. Can't you just, so just lay back up. and just feel like your, no. your sheets are soft and no. you have such a nice pillow? No. And I kind of feel like it to me is like the distant echo of my mom, like saying, <laughs> Johnny. Exactly. Johnny, get up, get up. And then she'll say, I'm not coming in here again. That's what the snooze button is. Okay. So tell me what it says about sleep. Okay. What are you reading from? I'm reading from uh, NBC News. Okay. If you're concerned that by hitting the snooze button multiple times in the morning can be hurting your sleep, well, you can sleep easy because for most people, snoozing has no impact on sleep quality, a new study suggests. What's more, for some, hitting the button multiple times over 30 minutes may spark alertness more quickly than sleeping through without a break, according to the study published yesterday. Right? The study found that snoozing for 30 minutes in the morning does not t- make you more tired or more likely to wake up from deep sleep. How about that? Among the 1,732 adults who filled out a questionnaire about their waking habits in the morning, 70% that they hit the snooze button at least sometimes, especially on weekdays. Many, 60%, said they most often or always fell asleep between alarms, the result being that, on average, snoozers got a little more sleep. Oh! Mm-hmm. Overall, right. snoozers were more likely to be an average of six years younger than non-snoozers and almost four times more likely to be night owls. No way. Mm-hmm. So night owls mm-hmm. tend to be snoozers. Yep. Lexi, that is so... Do, yep. How do they know us? Mm-hmm. It's so us, for real. Snoozers were also three times more likely to report feeling drowsy when they woke up. Not me. The alarm goes off, I get up, I am not drowsy. Okay, now wait a minute. The alarm goes off and you just sit up? I get up. That's crazy. I Literally, in my life, I don't believe I've ever done that. What? I never. I'm up within 10 seconds of that alarm going How, off. You just sit up? Yeah. That's oh, sick. No, it's not. I would be it's, so miserable. It just makes sense to me. The top reason for choosing to snooze rather than have an unbroken stretch of sleep was that a person couldn't wake up or was just too tired. The next two most common reasons were that snoozing feels good yes, and that it allows a person to wake up more slowly or softly. <laughs> That's what it is. What you're doing no. is, is way too it's sudden. It's the total opposite of softly. It's, in, it's anxiety inducing for me. To lay there. Yes. I don't understand that. Because I feel the call. I, I'm going to have to get up sooner or later, so I just might get on with it. Let's go. No. What it is to me what? is it's a slow introduction to the day. Oh. Lexi, talk to me. Yeah, 100%. I feel the same way. I set so many alarms. What? <laughs> I have like five or six of them that I set <laughs> for a morning, and I'll start one super early, and I don't ever really expect to wake up at that time. Like, I have one set for 7.30. We all know that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, we all know it. <laughs> but then my next one goes off at like 8, 8.30 Nine o'clock. And by nine o'clock, I'm like, oh, that's perfect. Really? I've slept in a couple of times. I'm feeling great. Let me just say one thing. That doesn't make a lick of sense. <laughs> <laughs> it does not make a lick of Because you're just teasing yourself. No, it's just too. It's like, do you want to jump in cold water? Do you want to j- go run off a dock and jump in cold water? No, you'd like to step into a lukewarm situation and kind of wait out, right? See, I'm surprised. You are radio people. We are ruled by the yes, clock. I know. Is there a snooze button on the show? 
No. No. Believe me, we would have hit it if there was. Uh, well, no. The time comes, you get up and you do your job. You get to work. That's the same thing with sleep. Yeah. Boom, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I don't see it that way. <laughs> I don't see it that I'm really way surprised at all. by that. And, and kind of disappointed. You hear that in his voice, right, Lexi? Well, yeah. I, it's not a moral issue. But it sounds it is, like it is to you. But it feels as though it's just, you know, a lifestyle, which is what not a good What about your family? Lifestyle. Do you have snoozers in your family? You know, surprisingly, <laughs> believe me, oftentimes I'm afraid my kids are either dead or in a long-term coma. <laughs> but but the, the, the son, who's now working his regular job, I hear the thing go, tinkle, tinkle, bump, 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 and he gets up. He's not hitting the snooze button. And you like that. You're proud of him. You feel like you, I can see you're swallowing with pride a little. Well, it's good moral sense is what it is. Uh Uh-huh. What about your wife? She gets up. Your other son? Um, He's uh, he's kind of undetermined. This morning, though, I was a little afraid my wife was dead. (laughs) (laughs) Because she was sleeping so soundly. She never sleeps in. I mean, I'm up. I'm up. But it was like close to nine. And I was thinking, well... If she's dead, then I, I'm making I'm, I'm making plans, you know. And then That's of a course, sickness. <laughs> you've never done that. No. You've never done that. No. What you, do you mean? What? Most people don't do Get that. Get out of here! I think it's a common. What? You think it's a common thing that if someone is sleeping in late, that their spouse thinks they're dead. <laughs> I don't. I think do. I do. I do think it is. What's well, common to me? <laughs> <laughs> and I love the woman. I love her dearly. I do not want her to die. But it's. But she's. Here's my. Here's my problem. She's so consistent. She's like me. The alarm goes off. She gets up. But then you know, there's. I don't hear the alarm going off, and I'm thinking, oh, something's happened here. The world's not quite right. Maybe she's dead. Then what's going to happen? Oh no. You know, <laughs> that's what I worry about. You know, I can't believe you never think that. I can't believe you do think that. Well, maybe it's the darkness in my life. Do you think? I mean, <laughs> what in the world? I just, I'm really, I'm surprised by that. All right. So let me ask you one last question All before right. we leave this. And we just have a couple minutes before we have to go to a break. If you, <laughs> ha, if you are, if you're woken up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Okay. That's common. Okay. That's common. Do you go to the bathroom? <clears throat> well, if you would have asked me this question even six months ago, I'd have said no. But, of course, something's changed. Yeah, so I do know. Lexi, do you wake up during the night? Very seldom do yeah, I. Yeah, well, she's so yeah, young. I know, she's 23. I know, I know. She's not going anywhere. Uh, excuse you, I'm 24. Oh, oh. oh well, she's that year makes the difference. Right. I'll be yeah. honest, that's a huge No, shock. Kath, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you get no. I'm surprised you get any sleep at all. I know, me too. You're up half the night. I am. It's ridiculous. So the, I'm up minimum... Four times. Oh, my gosh. During the night. Here's the thing. Whenever I get up and I have to go, then it takes me a while to go back to sleep, if at all. Right. So how about you? Uh, I've, you gotten go pretty, I've gotten pretty good at going back to sleep. It's just, I think your body's so stinking desperate yeah. that you've gotten up so many times to find that you're like, you know what, I'm just, I'm just crashing. See, I fall into like a little pit of despair. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm up. Right. Which may not surprise you, considering <laughs> I think my wife's dead. <laughs> Right. But dude, when you're up, then I go, oh, now I'm up and I'm going to be up for like, you know, a long time. The good news about us is, for the most part, our kids are gone. They're right. grown. They don't have to go to school and we don't have to get up at the crack of dawn. So we have a little grace period. Right. There. So for all That's the a- listeners who are who are with us, I remember so clearly 12. Well, it was 16 years 
of getting up at the crack of dawn with my kids. Listen, I used to be Kenny Woods. I was up every morning at 5.30. I mean, you were here. No, you were here at 5.30. Yeah, so I mean, I'm right. saying I had to be here at 5.30. So I'm up like super early. Right. Oh, that was rough. Okay. Well, I don't want to have anything to do with that. No, that's way too early. That would but be now, oh boy, I, I mean, I can sleep in 7.30, 8, 8.30. If I get past 8.30, then I start feeling ashamed. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. Slug. You for know. sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, sleep is a thing. You can only- It's a gift. It, it, it's a gift, and you can't turn it into a job. That's good advice. You can't turn sleep into a job. You can't. Very nice. Are we leaving? Yeah, we're leaving. All right, okay. All right. Okay, when we come back, uh, there's an opossum in Greensburg that was featured in uh, a fancy national calendar. An opossum? <laughs> It's weird animal news. All right, that's next. You heard it here first on the ride home. Stick around. Pittsburgh's Christian talk, sometimes a possum talk. Think the government is spying on you? Wait until you learn the entire truth from Swiss America, the trusted leader in precious metals for 40 years. Let's just say you might want to think twice before making a bank withdrawal these days because somebody could be watching. It's true. Let Swiss America educate you about how banks are required to spy on us for the government and report any behavior they deem suspicious. You'll be shocked when you read The Secret War on Cash from Swiss America, which is really a war against all freedom-loving Americans. It's free to Salem listeners. Get your free copy of The Secret War on Cash by calling or texting 800 63 That's 800-630-1495. This war includes digital currencies, too, so please get and read The Secret War on Cash free by calling or texting right now at 800-630-1495. 800-630-1495. Message and data rates may apply. If you are 65 or older, you know this. Watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on health care costs is so frustrating. But here's something that could really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare 65+. Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for people with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. Plus, it's easy. You can use any Medicare-approved doctor and get 24-7 telehealth from the comfort of your home. And here's the thing. If you join before October 30th, you'll get your second month free and save even more. I'll give you the number here in a second. But just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. The deadline against October 30th. So now is a great time to call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. Hey, it's John Hall. Mike Lindell is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. But have you ever picked up a towel set because it's really soft in the store, but when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent and it doesn't dry you? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow Towels. The six-piece sets have 100% long staple Sherpa cotton. It is a combed ring-spun cotton that makes the towel softer and more absorbent than ever. Towels that actually dry you. And right now, you can receive a six-pack set for only $29.98 with promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio podcast specials. To receive this amazing offer of only $29.98 on the six-piece set of MyPillow towels, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio podcast specials and enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. That's MyPillow.com promo code WORD. 
For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. For years, you know, um, my mother, she was a, a devout Roman Catholic, um, regularly with her, her sisters would get together, um, often daily, and pray the rosary. Really? Yeah. This is just a common thing. Now, uh, now this is interesting to, to, to me. I remember being in third grade, and... Um, Sister Anne Teresa was my third grade teacher, and I was raised in the Catholic Church. Okay. And this was a voluntary, I'll put this in quotes, this was a voluntary thing. After school, there were about eight or nine of us, kids, little kids in third grade, who went with Sister Anne Teresa uh, from St. A's. We walked across the the little sort of um, area there and went from school into the church. We all went up front and sat in the first pew. And along with sister, the nine of us daily said the rosary together. Daily. Hmm. Now, in my fuzzy memory, of course, that was a long time ago, um, I, I reached out to a friend of mine, who my Facebook friend, who I, I've known, she, she like she like went to me. So I, I went to a parochial grade school, and then in in junior high school, we left the parochial school and went into public school. So... Uh, first grade through eighth grade in Catholic school, and then 9, 10, 11, 12 in the public schools. So there were a number of kids who did this. You know, they mm-hmm. followed along. So recently I reached out to someone who, who's my Facebook friend, and she, she, she did the same thing I did. And I said to her, hey, Lois, do you remember going with Sister Ann Teresa and saying the rosary? Because I remember Lois doing that. And she was like, I do. I do remember that. And I was really happy that she remembered because I had a brief, you know, back and forth with her on, you know, fa- on Facebook chat about what that was like and what that meant to us. Because I think it's an unusual thing. It is an unusual thing. That you would voluntarily yeah. in third grade, what are you, eight years right, old, right. nine years old max, and do this of your own accord. Nobody twisted anybody's arm. And we did that. The prayer beads, the rosary. Yeah. Now, that's yeah, I don't a- have any connection to that. I was raised in the Presbyterian Church. There was nothing. I mean, anything that was remotely prayer beadish would have been like, oh no, that's Catholic. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> good, good grief! Run for the hills. <laughs> I get that. I mean, that's kind of funny because you know I straddle both of these worlds. Yeah, of quite, course. Quite comfortably, as a matter of fact. And I know for a lot of people, you know, this conversation, they're like, it's crazy freak talk. Them out. Yeah, it does. It makes. Okay. Well, here's another thing that might freak them out. Yeah. Is that the idea of prayer beads has become really interesting to me. I don't have them, but I have thought about getting some because I do struggle with consistency in my prayer life and wandering mind and just a, what I see is a lack of discipline and I wonder if that would help me. Of course. one That's exactly what you're describing is exactly what it is. It's consistency. It keeps you on track. There's an intentionality about that. You essentially go on a journey. 
you go on a prayer journey. That's what the yeah. rosary did yeah, for yeah. me as a third grader. And as a Presbyterian, as a Protestant, having a prayer bead is not something that's, you know, You should anti- run away from. No, no it's not anti-God. No, it's not, it's not some, anti-grace. Right? No, it's not some weird cult thing or right. something like that, whatever you want to ascribe to it. Mm-hmm. It's just a placeholder. And it's an encouragement. Okay, so do you have prayer beads? I do. Okay, and you use them? Yes. Okay. It, you just go on a journey. It's a it's a commitment to a prayer journey. Yeah. As opposed to, I'm going to pray, which is all fine and good. Everybody prays their own particular style. But it just helps you have a structure. And I think that's a good thing. Now, you can buy prayer beads of any shape or form, and they come in different lengths. Depends upon what you think, you know, is mm-hmm. appropriate for your, you know, your style and your encouragement and your, your what your discipline. Mm-hmm. It's a discipline. They come in different lengths, 10, 15, 20, 30. I mean, they can come to 50 or longer. It's easily found. I mean, you can do a quick search on Amazon. Right. You can find them easily there. You know, they're beautiful as well. Mm-hmm. It's something I believe is holy. The object itself is not holy, but it, it, right. it, yeah. it ascribes yeah. holiness yeah, yeah, to yeah. your life. I'd recommend it. I think I'm going to look into that. All right. Just saying. Okay. There's no way to go from what we're talking about to what I'm about to talk about. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. There's wait. no segue. You've got a transition there's going on no, here? Nope. I don't have a transition. We should have like some transitional but music. But I told, I, I teased that I was going to be talking about Ollie the Virginia Opossum, so now I have to in the middle of this like deep wait, prayer wait. discussion. Wait, wait. This may be the only time in radio history that we talk about the rosary, <laughs> prayer beads, I know. and then opossums. All right, listen. Welcome this to the ride home. This is an article from the Trib. Uh, Ollie was attacked by several predators. He had major bite wounds. He had a severely injured spinal cord. He was rescued, mm. though, mm. by a vet and eventually came to Cherie Berry of Greensburg, who's been doing volunteer animal rehab for a couple decades. Volunteer. Yep. And thanks to her and some help from some other rehab specialists, Ollie has gotten a used wheelchair. The possum has a wheelchair. I am not kidding you. I am not making something up. It. The opossum has a wheelchair. No it's way. very small and it's super cute. Never be released into the wild, no, of course, no, with, no, with a no, wheelchair. No. But Poor thing. instead of being Poor released baby. into the wild, he has a spot in the 2024 calendar created by Walkin' Pets, what? the company that created the wheelchair. Yes. So in the wild, opossums only live about a year and a half. Oh. Okay. Um, and it's a rough world out there. Basically, I'm not going to go we into We talked about being a gonna... violent world e- earlier e- in the show. Exactly. Um, but Ollie has landed in a terrific place, little rehab program that Ollie's been involved in. He's able to occasionally move around his enclosure without the use of the wheelchair. Oh. Anyway, he's so cute that uh, he is going to be featured on a national level. Mm-hmm. All right. You should go to the trip and super look sweet. at him because he's super, he's super duper cute. Can I show you Ollie? Yeah, please I do. mean, I can't show the mm-hmm. listeners, but... Ollie look, the Apostle. Look at him oh, in his little... Oh, yeah. He's very rat-looking-like. Hmm? Little pointed nose with little... Yeah, oh, he's super sweet. Yeah. See, it's a good story, yeah, right? It's a very good story. Yeah. There's a gourd next to him as well. See? So, and it is decorative. Look how holiday-ish that is. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.